0: Been telling you guys about it, and the guys from Scratch did not disappoint. The Askernish episode of season two of Adventures of Golf is here. I just watched it on Twitter, and it is fantastic. It is a spiritual experience. They travel out to a remote island west of Scotland and rediscover an old Tom Morris course that was once lost. Swing by the Scratch Twitter page and check it out for yourself. Be the Right Club. Be the Right Club today.
1: mean that's better than most how about him that is better than most better than most
0: All right. Welcome back to part two of our interview with Rory McIlroy. Hopefully you guys enjoyed part one. Uh, part two is a bit longer. It's a bit more free flowing and a lot, uh, a lot more random questions. So, uh, hope you enjoyed the stories and, uh, thanks a ton for tuning in. What's something that, uh, you would ask in general about golf media? Like what's something you'd say? Why do you, why do you guys do this? Or why is this, why is this a reality? Or why is this what you guys say? Uh, (laughs) um, It can be towards us or it could be towards golf media in general. It could be anything.
2: Um, I would say. Why? I feel like golf media try to make. Well, they may try to make rivalries for a start, you know, oh, you know, and they they try to. They always try to to bring the previous era, era back into the conversation, i think Not one you of my guys. favorite
1: quotes of yours was you know i think two or three or four eras have passed kind of since my last era <laughs> yeah
2: exactly it's it's the eras thing the and and the the constantly comparing achievements of this generation with generations in the past because it's a completely different game you know jt shoots 63 at Aaron hills and all of a sudden they're let's go to Johnny and the, or, you know, or, you know, he didn't, whatever. Yeah. He wasn't at the booth, I guess it's Fox, but, um, but you know, but they're always bringing these players back. And look, golf is such a nostalgic game. And every person that grew up with golf will think that that generation is the best because, you know, there's no skill involved in golf anymore. It's just bomb your driver and blah, blah, blah. And that's the thing that I would, and that, I don't think that's just golf media. I think that's just golf fans in general. Yeah, it's just a and trying to compare. Okay, who was better, like Tiger or Jack, or what? You know, it's just you can't compare them. Right. You just can't. Everything changes. Yeah.
0: So, not trying to uh, lob up golf media to get punched on. So what? And and not take it ourselves. What are we wrong about? Like, what are things that we say and do at no laying up that we're just off on? You can be hard on us. We'll take it. Um, You're off Twitter now, so you don't even see what we do anymore. No, I don't
2: see much. Um, No, I, I mean, I again, look, I love this new wave of golf media. I've said that from day one. I think it's a massive tool in bringing a new audience to the game that, that wouldn't have watched it before and, and actually you make it fun and interesting. And, you know, it's it's what the younger generation want to see. Um, I, 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 I mean, I think sometimes they don't understand the you guys maybe and i think you do now because you alluded to it earlier but don't don't understand the 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 obligation the corporate obligations and stuff like that that players have to you know abide by and go through and stuff because as i said it is a business and it's you know you, you're sort of restricted in stuff you can do what you can say i mean we went through it like earlier this year with a couple of things and yeah. it's just it, things you know, i would have never thought yeah of. exactly and, and I, I neither neither yeah. would i neither would i yeah. but then you know you get an email it's like okay maybe we shouldn't have done that or said that or but yeah. you know you just you would never realize
0: <laughs> yeah it wasn't until yeah i won't rehash it no 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 <laughs> you don't No, we don't no, need to but, but it's it just, funny like a, it's comments that get made you know when we're just having a free-flowing conversation over the course of an hour that. You would never think that would have a reaction to yeah, it, but exactly. You know, someone has a stake in this being said and it yeah. kind of can snowball on you. So yeah. um, who is somebody that we like either no lying up or whatever gives too much of a hard time to that, that you actually kind of like?
2: Oh, yeah. Um kutcher you like kutcher though do you
0: yeah i mean is it, Tron, just, that is it Tron that gets on that gets on kutcher easy to is make fun he of. has a very waffling <laughs> <of Kutcher. laughs> but i mean we just he's just kind of easy to make fun of i don't nobody dislikes kutcher okay okay i mean i it's, mean it's, it's kind I'm, of like i mean kutcher is the man yeah. Yeah. He's we've so been f-
1: alluding to this a lot on twitter and stuff but i'm sure you can validate for us that Kutcher's the low-key funniest guy he out doesn't there. have a
2: filter it's like what comes into his brain. We like, saw it at the pro am party oh, on oh, Monday. Really? He had a little
0: gray goose flying. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Uh, there were he, some jokes made. There's,
2: i There's one. I'll t- yeah. I there's a couple that I know of that yeah. Offline I can, jokes. I, yeah, yeah, I cannot say them <laughs> on here. Um, but no.
0: So there's so for us there's it's there's different levels of like dislike. There's a couple guys I put in like I can't stand this guy in any capacity. There's a group a bucket of guys that are just kind of. I don't want to say fun to make fun of, but, yeah, like but fun just, to tease about yeah, and of make course. jokes. And um,
2: no, I think I think the ones that you genuinely dislike are there's there's merit to that. Okay, right? I thought I thought <laughs> 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 I thought
0: you were gonna like throw us pult. You'd be like pult. Well, okay, yeah, Paul yeah. I I love pults. Uh, like,
2: I I can see how pults can rub people up the wrong way. Okay, but so I, I look, I, I I have a foot on both camps, I guess. Yeah. But I can see that. But and I I was of the same. Uh, thought process as you were until I got out on tour and I actually started to spend time with him being yeah. Ryder Cup teams with him the guy's an absolute legend he is solid he's a family man obviously loves his cars likes to show it off well, you know, he's been successful going right. from you know being a an assistant club pro at whatever however old he was at Leighton Buzzard in in England to being an All star in the Ryder Cup and making this life for himself, he should be proud of himself. And if he wants to show off his cars to the world, great. So um, I think he gets in
0: his own way. I think if so, the the few times I've been around him, I think it was this like in Scotland at the pro am party or whatever. Like I was around him and he was he was hilarious. I was laughing and uh, and I was like, this is not what you shine through on social media. (laughs) Like you're getting in your own way. We
1: talk about this all the time. You know, social media helps so many people more than it should and it really hurts so many people
0: more than it should some people don't necessarily know how to do it and you quit (laughs) don't don't put your arms out you quit
2: me yeah oh yeah no i wasn't talking about that No, i'm talking about like
1: Other guys. (laughs) I mean, there are guys who have no personality who just happen to, you know, get it right on Twitter, and everybody thinks they're the funniest guy ever. And Poulter might be the epitome of that because, you know, I've had great experiences with him. I've had bad experiences with him, but by and large, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He's a a great. I don't have a bad thing
2: to say about Poulter. He's a legend on Twitter. So yeah, I guess I guess Poulter would be the one, but but I can totally see why. Yeah, you could. you know, you you can rub people up the wrong way. But there's also,
0: I mean. It's kind of f- funny to me how there's guys who will give a hard time that you know can take it and like it and appreciate it. Like yeah, yeah. we've made jokes about you, in the yeah, past, of course, all creative. the time. I
2: mean, if you can't laugh can, at can, yourself, that's some the people thing. can't. A lot yeah. of people can't,
0: and uh so yeah, sometimes we are kind of on tiptoes when as we, as we walk around, just you know, I have no idea what so and so thinks of me because I made this joke online, yeah, or whatever, but. Some people take it really well. I think the
1: epitome of this might be someone like Zach Johnson. Yeah. Who, you know, I'm sure you can attest also is is, you know, he's like the nicest guy in the world. But we're called no laying
0: up. Yeah. Like, like we're gonna make fun of you for laying up. Like you literally won the masters by laying up. I don't dislike you. He blocked us on Twitter and I've never tweeted at him once. I have no idea why, but that's wow. when, yeah, some people don't take the jokes very well, which yeah, is what it is, I guess. But um what do you miss most about a previous time of your life that's no longer the reality now, but just something that you're like, you know what, I miss, I miss doing that. Or, I miss this.
2: I mean, being like 18, 19, 20 again, just going out like getting hammered with your mates <laughs> and not worrying about like a photo appearing yeah. on social media or like stuff like that, like that. And even I, there's some stuff like I think there's a there's a photo out there of me like chugging a chugging jägermeister out of the bottle I'm like
0: you just sent a bunch of people googling that photo yeah right? no no yeah, exactly your own yeah. doing. so i'm one of them yeah
2: exactly so like even though that's out there you know, just go back to a time when you know people didn't just you know take a photo of you or weren't you know just stuff like that i mean i i mean the, the amount of like fun times that we had 18 19 20 you're on tour you know you've just started to make some money you can go and like Do whatever, basically, um, and not really have a worry in the world about being photoed or being in the paper the
1: next day or, yeah. All right. So that's a feeling that almost no one will ever get to experience or maybe have to experience. What's it like when you go to dinner or party or, you know, is that in the back of your mind like the whole time you're out? I would
2: say my peripheral vision is better than most. Uh, (laughs) I sort of notice a lot of things just happening and and I'm very good at pretending like I don't see someone that's recognized me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I'm
1: very good at it. Because because I, I it's kind of once you make eye contact.
2: Yeah, but. I just I just sort of I I, I guess I'd, I not that I don't acknowledge them, but if 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 I stop and say hello and whatever, it takes me just that much longer to get to my table or eat my dinner or whatever it may be. So um, that's sort of that's it. You sort of it's sort of like a guard, but it's
0: people are just way trying less, to you're just yeah.
2: trying to live your life. As if you would, if no one knew who you were. Yeah, that's sort of what you try to do.
0: And people are so much less subtle than they think they're being. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that's that's pretty much uh, true. I mean, yeah. There's a really nice way to do it. Yeah. And then there's 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 the, the people that just do or get a bit intrusive and, and whatever but there's a you know i had this kid come up to me we were in a sushi place last night and he was you could tell he was really nervous and so I, i'd followed you on the course today i'm really i'm really sorry to, to interrupt I, I i saw that you've just ordered i didn't want to interrupt your dinner and you know can i i just love to have a photo and i said yeah of course like yeah. you know it's totally fine so that's that but then the people that are there and they sort of Appear peer over your shoulder trying to take a selfie. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, please don't do that.
0: There's gotta be a difference between the people that treat you like a human and the people that treat you like a famous person. Yeah. And that's probably it right there. Like you said, just, you're just an object of my picture right now. Let's take this versus you're a human. You just ordered dinner. Do you, do you mind if you take two seconds? Yeah, out exactly. Of it yeah. There's just, right and there's
2: that. a, di- and it's a, it's a, you know, it's still trying to come to the same, it's still trying to get the same result, right. but there's two different ways to go about totally. it.
1: You meet so many people, I'm sure day to day that there's gotta be one really kind of weird interaction that sticks out to you. Like an oh. awkward fan interaction you've ever um, had.
2: You know, so we did this thing, I'll say this cause you're going to maybe cover the Asia swing of the, you know spoiler alert yeah. I haven't announced that yet. so but, but anyways you're gonna go to asia <laughs> yeah. you're gonna do a little asian inv- adventure so that's what um, it's like when
1: someone breaks your news <laughs> yeah I'm, so,
2: I'm sorry sorry you can edit that out it's fine
1: um so
2: it was uh it was myself um ian poulter lee westwood um Wen Chong. was that it was just the four of us might have been just the four of us and we did a thing in 2011 called the China Challenge we did seven cities in seven days in China and I'll never we we landed at some city we went to the golf course and we sat down to have some lunch just the you know, there might have been like six or seven of us at a, like a round table but literally like there was a ring of security guards around our table and like people everywhere trying to like get underneath their arms jump over them like just trying to get something signed and it was the most surreal thing i have ever been a part of in my life it's like these guys you know it it was literally like an animal in the zoo or you know something it was just like this is crazy absolutely crazy so you got that to look forward to when you go over that (laughs) i don't think that's gonna (laughs) happen to me but um but yeah i i I mean one-on-ones and stuff not i mean
0: not really anything um, how much cash do you carry on you?
2: None. none. Like, literally none. I spent Millennial. the last $20 in my wallet on a Starbucks for you guys. So. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> what a guess.
0: We could Venmo you for that, you know. Yeah, we can pay you back. <laughs> um, when you go out to dinner, do people just, like if you're with a group, do people just assume that you're going to pick up the check? Is there a dance that goes no, with that? Like, uh, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it.
2: N- you know, not with with my friends and stuff, no, because they... um. They'll always offer and always which is which is great there there's at some least other fake it yeah well not fake nah, it but think. no they'll, they'll 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 definitely grab but I look if if we're at a nice restaurant and we've had a like a nice bottle of wine I'm not expecting them to pick up the tab for whatever it's gonna be um but if we're going to somewhere that's like a little more say that bill comes to a hundred bucks or whatever you know like they they'll more more yeah. than happy to so it's not but yeah look there's some people that maybe. I don't, it's a, it's always a weird one, but I I'll, I'll always offer to pay. It's not like I'll I'll be the first one to put my credit card on the table and just sort of take care of it.
0: Uh, if you were to do create like a like a six to eight week tour through the British Isles, let's say there's tournaments that go through the British Isles, what courses would you put in the rota?
2: Mm. Are we including?
0: Let's just I mean let's just say you can just you can just Ireland make, Scotland yeah, Northern all Ireland. the British Isles. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. I would. I would start at, I wouldn't start at St. Andrews. I'd probably finish at St. Andrews. It's probably the most, you know, it's a nice way to bring the trip to a climax. Um, I think that in the British Isles, the further south you go, the worse the courses get. Okay. Um, Maybe some of the parkland courses around London and stuff are really nice, but you go anywhere south of that, it's not very good. Um, So, I mean... You've played more than I have. I haven't played a lot of the a lot of the really good courses. I just play where the tournaments are. But
0: um I don't think there's many I've played that you haven't played.
2: Um so I'll like obviously all of the open road at Trun, Turnbury, Muirfield. Um I think I t- I haven't played Turnberry since it's been re but it's supposed to be That's legit. Awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, for a lot of Trump's, you know. Shortfalls, he's pretty good at getting a golf course the way it should be. You brought him up, um, so so on that topic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he does golf course as well. What can I say? <laughs> um, so but anyway, so Turnbury, Troon, Muirfield, St. Andrews, uh, Burkdale. Burkdale's sneaky good. Oh, like, I awesome. it's, I I loved it this year at the Open. I just thought it played really good. It's so fair. I've never seen Lynx Fairways as flat. So that's why it makes it so fair. It's like you hit something in the middle of the fairway, it's gonna stay there. it's not gonna run off into a pop bunker or go into the rough or you know so I love that. I um, love
0: courses that from a professional standpoint that make you guys think yeah. off the tee. yeah, and Burkdale is an exercise of the brain
2: Burkdale give, give I love golf courses that give you a choice, yeah. like you know it's like it doesn't dictate to you the way you should play it. It's like, okay, you can lay up short of this bunker, or you can go past this bunker you know there's you know, you can bring two bunkers into play to one bunker into play. You can, you know, there's so many different ways to play that golf course. Um, so, yeah, I I loved it this year. I thought it was a great test.
1: De- yeah, decent that, winner as well. The idea of kind of, you know, thinking your way around the golf course is interesting to me because someone like you, you know, if there's a course where you can hit 18 drivers, that's obviously to your advantage because of how you drive the ball. But You know, at the same time, you say, like, kind of thinking your way around. I'm just curious, you know, how do you kind of square those two things personally? Yeah,
2: I just, I I don't like a golf course that just makes everyone hit it in the same spot every single time.
1: You know, like, so, you know,
2: yeah, that's exactly where you hit it, and then you hit it. You know, I like I like golf courses where you can be a little bit creative and create your own game plan instead of the game plan sort of just being there. Yeah, forced on you, I guess. that's That's been my big thing. It feels like you're in handcuffs. You can't really let your you know creativeness or you know a- imagination really take over if you want to take
1: something on or you know so what are some courses that do that really well in your mind
2: uh that give you choice yeah um uh let me see
0: i have to do some thinking on the pga tour ones because um, well that's kind of why i was asking yeah, yeah i, <laughs>
1: I mean but
2: that. it's funny you know you, we you know we go to golf courses they're not necessarily the best in the world but they just they they can host an event yeah. you know they're they're Big properties with a lot of space to put hospitality and, and Great all condition. That. Yeah, exactly. You know that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, like somewhere like like say a TPC Sawgrass, it, it sort of, you know, you you know, it, it sort of doesn't play into anyone's hands. It's you know, you could be a bomber, you could be a short hitter, you could be whatever. Um, and I didn't like that at the start because I felt like it sort of handcuffed me a bit and I, I th- couldn't take it on as much. But you learn to love it. You learn to love that it, it sort of, you know, it makes you play certain ways and certain shots. And so um, that I've always, I've, I've learned to like saw. I hated Sawgrass at the start, but I, I, I've learned to appreciate what it is.
0: It's kind of like Phil, Just you saying that reminds me of Phil's relationship with the Open Championship. In yeah. The, in the early 2000s, you couldn't have he could, he would have told you like, I could never win this championship or this championship. It's not for me. Um, that's the, the the kind of the purpose of that question was just, uh, we wanted to know if you're able to differentiate, um, or, you know, do you differentiate between, I love this golf course because it's great for me. And I I, love this golf course because of what it is. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate great golf course architecture and I appreciate, um, that I, I, someone you know somewhere like in Aaron Hills this year should have been great for me because I could hit driver everywhere but it wasn't you know I've 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 won on golf courses that I can hit driver at I've won on golf courses you know it's it's not you know I you want like there's one of the golf courses that I loved this year that I'd never played before was um River Highlands TPC River Highlands great little golf course not too long Mm -hmm. makes you think a little bit like I loved it I, I I I I've We'll probably go back there next year because I I like the golf course so much and, you know, it was a great tournament and whatever, but uh, it makes you, you you don't hit driver everywhere, but you don't need to, but greens are small and, you know, you have to sort of place your ball off the tee in certain spots and it does make you think a little bit.
0: The epic year for Callaway Golf continues. And that's right. They did not fire us after part one of this Rory McIlroy interview. Uh, Callaway staffer Mark Leishman's wire-to-wire win of the BMW Championship was his second of the year and a very popular win amongst PGA Tour circles. I know anyone that's ever come in contact with that guy has nothing but the best things to say about him. But uh, not only is it his second win of the year, it's his second win with the epic driver, the Chrome Soft X-Ball, and an Odyssey putter. And that win puts Odyssey to see over 60 with over 60 wins worldwide this year that's 18 clear of their nearest competitor uh, there's a lot more details on the ge- the callaway gear in mark's winning bag visit callawaygolf.com today for more details now back to roy McElroy. what would you try to emulate if you were to design a golf course oh, i forget um, if i asked a similar question no on the
2: previous not one. i I would definitely, I, I, you know, I guess if you look at all golf course designers, especially the, the, the players that have, um, they, they put a premium on what they were good at. Yes. Yeah. You know, you look at a Jack Nicklaus course and you can tell straight
1: away that it's a Nicklaus course or, um, so, so yours is going to be the 10,000 yard all driver course bombs away. <laughs> uh,
2: no, I I a mixture of holes. Um, holes where you have to shape it left to right, right to left. Um, Greens that, that angle one way, greens that angle another. Um, But then also, you know, that you can run shots up onto the green. You don't have to fly it all the way. Not that that, like that's obviously, I would like to fly it all the way, but just to give people different options and different, different looks. And just, I just, I wouldn't want to create a one dimensional golf course. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that just options and choices and, different styles of player being able to to still get to the same point where they can play it and make birdies and shoot a good score doesn't a- alienate a certain type of player.
0: Are you interested in getting into golf course design at some point? In at
2: your- some point, yeah. yes. I, I would need a, um, I would need someone to mentor me a little bit because I, like, I don't know the first thing about golf course design. I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like, but trying to put that into a drawing and then digging it out and all that stuff like I, I just I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have a clue yeah. um but so yeah I you know i Jack Nicholas and I have talked about it he said his you know he was you know with Pete Diet that whenever he started golf course design and he sort of held his hand through the process and you know Jack and I had talked about maybe that being us at some point or or it may be someone else we've sort of Dana Fry, who was one of the designers at Iron Hills um we've been sort of just chatting and said would you ever be interested and and dana said like I, I could help you along and maybe get to a point where you know maybe one day we do something together or i don't know but that's a long way down the line you know that's i need to concentrate on playing golf sure. courses first and then and then i'll think and career. then i'll think about uh think about building them
0: are there golf courses that still really get you excited i mean you you can you essentially you have access to every, any golf course in the world but and you play this professionally you see world-class courses almost every week but is there ever a time where you're like oh man i need to go see that place or i really want to play that place or over the course? a have you checked them all off in your mind or does that do you lose that kind of luster of exploring a new course
2: yeah i yeah i've probably lost a little bit of that that's you fair. Know, that it's, yeah. But there there's there's courses that I haven't played that I'd love to. What's Cy- what Cyprus. Okay. Cyprus. Never played Cyprus. I, never played Cyprus. Can't get an um, invite? I know a few people. <laughs> I just I'm never really over on the West Coast. So right. um so plan. you know, Cyprus would be one. Um and there's actually a few on that in that in that area. I've never, I've never played Spyglass and but I'm playing I'm gonna play the AT and T the, the Pro Am next year. With my dad, so
1: we're gonna have awesome. a chance
2: to, to go over that it.
1: event that event's had such a cool resurgence over the last couple of years with like Jordan and Jason and now, you know, obviously yourself going over there and it's so cool oh, to, I'm hey, I'm
2: to, I'm playing like thirty events next year. I'm <laughs> loving it. I'm like wow. I'm all in. I'm playing <laughs> everywhere. That,
1: that event's such so, so cool to attend. It's it's not always well represented on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so different when you go to it in person. Like it's just so cool.
2: Yeah, so so we're gonna do that. Um and then I'm trying to think. There's some, like, I've played Pine Valley. Um, that was one that I wanted to, and that was really cool. Um, there's some out east in, in Long Island I'd love to go play that I haven't. I mean, I've I've played Shinnecock, which is top three in the world for me. It is just awesome. I can't wait for the U.S. Open next year. And considering my views on the U.S. Open the last few years, that's <laughs> a big statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, Shinnecock's going to be awesome next year. I mean, I, I played it a couple of summers ago and I just thought this it's perfect. They don't yeah. need to do anything with it. They don't need to trick it up. They don't need to, it's just play it the way it is. You'll get a decent winning score. People will love it. So that, I'm excited. Um, Friars Head, I want to go play Friars Head, I think. So I'm going to take a little trip up to um, the Hamptons the week before the US Open next year and maybe go and play Friars and Maidstone and, and some of those places um, that I've never been able to, to get out there and play
0: um if you uh, need some uh, need a fourth for wolfhammer just, just <laughs> let us know let us know i don't, I
2: don't carry that much money <laughs> <laughs> we take venmo That's oh, fine okay. i don't i think you'd be collecting anyways but
0: <laughs> i do want to ask kind of about your recreational rounds um do you do you prefer to play golf when you do play golf who do you play with do you play one ball all the way through the hole do You guys play betting games. Are you are you uh, a range more preferred to you know hit balls in the range? What do you, what's what's kind of your home game look like?
2: Uh, I I you'd find me more on the range on weeks off rather than than on the course. I'd maybe play twice a week, twice or three times a week maybe. Um, and when I do play, I like like I I like to go. You know, my dad's a member at Seminole and he loves it over there. And I love it over there because it's just such a cool place. So I would go over and play with him and a couple of his buddies, you know, from time to time. And sometimes it's nice, you know, I'm, I'm at the Bears club so much and see all the guys. Sometimes it's nice to get out of that routine and do something else. Um, but if we're playing and, and I actually want a game, I'll call JT up or Ricky or DJ or Keegan Bradley, whoever it is uh, that's a member of the Bears, Look, like Donald. You know, there's so many guys down right. there. Um, and we can get a four together and play and, and it's competitive and it, it makes you concentrate because I, if, if I'm just going and playing around the golf, I'm sort of just, it's wishy-washy. Right. It's not, you know, but if you can get four guys together that are of that caliber, it makes you concentrate and, and your, your pride comes into it and your ego a little bit, you don't want to be beaten, you know? So, um, so we do that a good bit down there and and it's good fun. Uh I I'm not one of these guys that needs to play for a lot of money. It, if if it means that I just am able to beat JT or beat whoever then I'm happy with that, but if guys want to play for money, I'm I'm fine doing that too.
0: Have you ever played for an uncomfortable amount of money? Never. No. Never. Um Is that because there's not an uncomfortable No, no, amount? no there is. There <laughs>
2: certainly is. Um but no, I would I've never played for I mean, I'd say I'd never. I've never played for anything over four figures. Okay. So that's.
0: I mean, it's. Yeah. You know it. Right. I mean, you're coming down the final stretch of the Tour Championship last year. You're essentially playing for like seven million dollars. Yeah. The difference exactly. in first yeah. place to second. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if there was an uncomfortable amount.
2: Yeah. Not. Not. I mean, because at the end of the day, I just wanted to win the FedEx Cup. I didn't want to win or the tour on the Tour Championship. I didn't. You know. I wasn't thinking that. Geez. You right. Know, this. You know
0: so we just know. we recently heard a story about about phil that involved michael jordan and a duffel bag of cash which is why i was wondering
2: yeah no i i've never you know obviously jordan's down down in the bears and whatever and but i've i've never gotten into that no i, I just it's not you know I we work hard enough for our, our money and if, if you're sort of throwing it away on stupid games like that i'm not you know i've no geez i've no problem going to a casino and and playing blackjack all night and right. geez if you win a a little bit greater if you lose at least you have fun doing it but there's no fun losing a golf match
0: i think we're well into making this a two-parter but we have some, <laughs> we have some grab bag questions if you're still up for yeah, it okay yeah all yeah. right be careful we this is, this is back to what you're saying about not being able to say no so <laughs> it's, it's all good <laughs> how often do you change out shoes like how often will you how long will you wear one pair of shoes so there's some some weeks i'm
2: scripted and i'm scripted in a certain sort of style of shoe or color of shoe that I just know that I'll not wear again. So it could be one round of golf. I'll wear them. Um, or like if it's just a plain white or plain black, um, this pair that I have with me this week, I've probably worn, uh, I think they were new at Northern trust. So I wore them through Northern trust, um, two days in Boston and and then here. So, (laughs) uh, so I could go through the, through the playoffs and, and wear those and, um, I guess it's you know, Nike'll be coming out with a, a new version very soon anyway, so all those will be sorta of redundant and I'll I'll get a new pair. But probably every every four weeks I'll change them up.
0: Do you ever get blisters like from wearing breaking in a new pair of shoes all the time? Never. Or no?
2: Never. Um yeah, you no, would, I'm you I'm happy I've you I'm, say not, that by I'm not I'm not actually Yeah, but <laughs> I have I've I've A. Uh, uh, they designed a certain mold and a certain sure. last so that like it's a it's a perfect fit. You know, sure. it's you know it's um, lucky that way i guess
0: do you ever wear the same clothes twice
2: all the time yeah Yeah. all the time time. Um, so stuff goes
0: in the wash and gets reworn yeah you're not wearing brand new shirts no no
2: no not at all um sometimes they like to you know obviously i'm scripted and stuff for uh for majors so i might wear those once and then sign them and they might go to charity or whatever but um no i i definitely recycle all my stuff all right i Mm -hmm. wear it and yeah they they send a they send somewhere they do like nike do like three or four drops a year and it's always way too much so i'm always giving stuff away i'd rather just give the new stuff away and not wear another one of the same shirt and just give it to my buddies or give it to charity or whatever
0: so that was the next question uh do you do your own ironing
2: i do not i don't do my own ironing uh i have attempted to at some point but no i couldn't stand there and iron i mean i like if if a pair of pants are in the suitcase and they're like really creased i'll like i'll I'll attempt it, but it's not very good. I just like usually press the button on the top like the steamer thing and just sort of give it a couple of little <laughs> swipes and
0: that's about it. What's the biggest fashion regret of your career?
2: ooh um there's been a couple of suspect belt buckles um and then probably the hair more than anything else like, i don't know if that's a fashion statement or a, but the hair was like it got out of control at one point i mean i look back and i'm like wow that was really bad
0: i think everyone kind of goes through that phase yeah at some point. Yeah. yours just happened to be in public <laughs> at the time did you think it was really good
2: uh, yeah that, that yeah. looked good yeah everyone's I mean, been through big this afro this, oh, is I, really I can, cool. yeah, this is really actually cool this is
0: really very similar i had the same <laughs> i would do the same thing in college my dad right. was like i know i've been there because my dad had a bad haircut in college too and he's in he and you know my he's like my dad said to me when you get to my age you're gonna realize how stupid you look he said the same to me told yeah. me the store. I was like no you don't understand that the afro is in and yeah yeah I and i think as
2: well like you i look back at not not the stuff that i've worn on the course but off the course like the like the baggy denim jeans and like timberland boots and like you're like oh what are you doing <laughs> terrible but uh yeah my fashion sense has definitely improved over the years
0: uh what's the worst like pro-am faux pas somebody can make like an amateur can make
2: hitting the pro with their golf ball
0: has that happened
2: yeah 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 i've been hit before <laughs> that was a quick answer yeah um twice actually one with a skull bunker shot and one you know usually in pro-ams you know amateurs they their miss right usually so you'd always try and if you're obviously you're far, further ahead in the fairway um so you always stand to the left hand side and you think you're safe there and uh this guy in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago like he top peeled it and it almost went over his left toe and it sort of trundled up like two bounces and hit me on the side of the knee I was like oh, that, was, that was I don't know where to stand from I think the only place is to stand behind someone I guess <laughs> and be safe but so yeah a couple of times
0: What's the worst pro am experience you've had? Um jeez. Getting hit with a golf ball. Yeah, probably getting hit with a golf yeah.
2: ball is up there. Uh I think you know, just playing with guys that are that take it way too serious and just, you know, they're there to have fun and they expend so much mental energy that they're done after 12 holes and then it's like this, the last six there they're not enjoying it you're not enjoying it you're like you may as well just go into the clubhouse and have a beer or something you know it's sort of i've actually said that to the tours. i've been like why don't you make pro-ams like nine holes because people get what they want they get right they, they play and it's great but make the guy make us go in and have lunch with them or have you know because we, we're not obligated to do that we play our 18 holes we say goodbye and you know but if I think the the amateurs would actually get more out of sitting around a table and having some lunch and some conversation and, you know, talking about stuff and telling stories. And I think, I think the pro would get more out of it. And I think the arms would get more out of it as well.
0: Hmm. Um, Is there ever a time where you enter like a certain level of fame where you stop getting nervous or anxious meeting other famous people?
2: Uh, no, no, I, if, if I met a couple of people who right gets you stuck
0: or who have you recently met that you're kind of starstruck or kind of,
2: um, it's, it's, I mean, for me it's, it's sports stars, I guess. Um, so like even, you know, a couple of years ago and I would meet like, I'm trying to think whether it was. Like Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal in the tennis world, or um, like even some soccer players that I'd never that I'd never met before. Um, You're you're just sort of it's not that you're nervous, but you're just like, you know, you 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 grow up admiring these guys, and it's it's you know it's just such a cool thing to to meet them and and to sort of yeah.
1: You sneak up over their shoulder and just kind of take a picture, (laughs) whether or not. (laughs) 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 Um,
2: But no, it's. And I, I've there's there's been um, there's been people that I've walked past, um, or that I've stayed in the same hotel at, as, uh, whether they be actors or, or just well known people, and and I've I've wanted to go up and say hello, but i I've, I sort of know sometimes what I feel like when people do that, so I'm like you know what, I'm just going to leave them alone and let them do their thing, and it's cool that I saw them, and that's it, yeah.
0: I mean, a lot of people out there would want to trade places with you, is there one person or one, yeah, one person out there that you would potentially want to trade lives with? <laughs>
2: uh, wow. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, so a couple of years ago I went to, um, Coolmore stud. So they, they, um, they breed like some of the best resources in the world and their biggest stallion is a, is a horse called Galileo. I wouldn't mind trading places with him for for, for a week. <laughs> uh, so he that he has a pretty good life, I tell you. He is he's loving it. Um, so that that's the one guy or one specimen that came to mind. <laughs> I can't believe that's where your mind went. You would
0: trade for a- <laughs> I was trying to think of who the human version of that was. Oh
2: be. uh dicaprio maybe i don't no. know um but yeah so it's like obviously he covers i don't know how many what are female mares female horses a day but like i think it's like literally people will pay 500 grand a go to get you know to have a racehorse by galileo it's unbelievable i mean the money that they make out of this obviously Island. galileo doesn't make any money either. right <laughs> um but yeah the the um, the Magner family that own Comor stud. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that just the amount of unbelievable racehorses and stallions and stuff that go through there. It's nuts. Wow,
0: man. So I, getting some, I don't, I'm not gonna get thrown off by some of these, these answers. <laughs> and I think like, the next question does not, can't possibly live up. And it's, what are you watching on Netflix right now? Or what's your show? Um, your go-to show. Oh,
2: right now? So we are like shark tank. We are like, all in on shark tank we're going through the seasons and i actually think one of the guys there's Ke- i would love to meet kevin o'leary from shark tank i don't know if he's a big golfer or whatever but <laughs> if you're listening kevin sure you can make it happen yeah let's have dinner um <laughs> but yeah I, I i just love the show i think it's really cool um really gotten into it the last the last couple of weeks if
0: yeah golf wasn't a consideration where somewhere you would want to live Ooh, um would it be the same the the, the the stall of that stallion that you were talking about um
2: yeah uh, probably <laughs> London I love London London's a great city um or New York City I'm, I'm a big fan uh. of both of those places uh, love the energy uh but the thing i like about london is you can obviously you can be on a really busy street like oxford street or Regent street but you go a couple of streets over and you're like in this really nice little leafy neighborhood and it's sort of quiet and you know i've i've always i think potentially one day depending it's hard you know my my schedule is so much u.s based that it just it doesn't make sense to to live over there full time but right. i do like it there
0: not to transition back to golf, but missed this one earlier. So let's let's say you're 17 years old again, and someone says, "By age 28, you have X amount of majors." What answer do you think satisfies 17 year old Rory? Um.
2: uh one uh two maybe i don't know one two i i never thought past the first one at that point um i always wanted to be able to call myself a major champion and i always remember that winning the us open and um i was gonna say going to bed that night i didn't go to bed that night so like the next day (laughs) um just going to sleep and being like saying it to myself over and over and over you're a major champion you're a major champion that is like that that to me was the ultimate um so 17 year old Roy's pretty proud of himself to be sitting here having four
0: what's a tournament that you look forward to every year that maybe flies under the radar and for what reasons is it something is it a re- like what reasons does it is it of course a tournament you look forward to
2: um one that flies under the radar that um bay hill yeah. I don't know if that flies under the radar. I mean, obviously with, with Arnie and stuff, um, people don't love the golf course. I, I actually quite enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the week. We, we stay in universal. We sort of, I mean, it's, it's a cool week. You sort of get away from the golf course and you're in the, in the park and it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I've always, it's nice that it's only a two and a half hour drive from, from West Palm. So we get up there and you can bring the car and it's sort of easy. Um, so that, I don't know if that's underrated in any way, but uh, that's one that I've always enjoyed.
0: It's interesting because you've had a, I mean, that wasn't always the case, No, it right? wasn't.
2: No, I, I. it was always a... It was a tournament that I had skipped the last few years and um, I made a conscious effort to go because I knew Arnold wasn't in great health and I wanted to play before he passed away. And, you know, one of the best memories of my life so far is having dinner with him in 2015 and just it's just unbelievable the stories and he was just so cool and so gracious and just you know you, you everything that you, you expected him to be he was you know and that's just so awesome
0: i mean you <clears throat> never meet anyone that has like a, ba- a bad thing to say about the way he treated people
2: no he was and that's he was such, he was such a people person he looked everyone in the eye he treated everyone the same um erica and him actually share a birthday september 10th so it was so funny i introduced erica to him um and i said oh uh mr palmer erica and and you share the same birthday and he didn't quite hear me correctly he went oh happy birthday (laughs) i said no no no, you, you you share the same birthday, September tenth. He said, "Oh, we should have a party," <laughs> you know, and like just Erica fell in love with him just just for that. And that's I think that's just the way he is with, with, with the way he was with everyone.
1: Do you remember the first time you met him and what that was all about?
2: That was that. Uh, actually, no. The first time I met him um, was the thirteenth at Augusta. He was in his little card. He was wearing gray pants, pink shirt. Um, it was my first time at playing the Masters. It was a practice round. 09 uh hit my drive up to the corner at thirteen and he was just under the trees there in his in his golf cart and came out and shook my hand these big hands said I'm you know I'm Arnold Palmer and Oh I said, ah, really? yeah no <laughs> shit uh, <laughs> but yeah that was that was I, I'll I'll always remember the first time and, and so I, I met Arnie that year for the first time. Also met Jack that year for the first time but in very different circumstances. I met Jack in the parking lot of the gardens mall in Palm beach gardens. Um, it was the Sunday of the match But I'd just been put out on the Saturday and then flew to West Palm on the Sunday to play the Honda the next week. And I'm getting out with my dad to go to, I don't know, wherever it was Nordstrom or wherever to go pick something up. And Jack gets out of his like gold Lexus is walking in. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> and, um, I remember he said to me, Oh, you played at dove mountain this weekend. And he designed it. and uh, he said, well, "What did you think of it?" I said, "Jacket was great for match play. <laughs> 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 Tried to be as, as uh, I don't know, whatever. Cordial the, is yeah, good. cordial as I could. Yeah, exactly.
0: If you were, let's let's flip this on you and say, like you're hosting. Like I, am, I remember you saying on Bacon's podcast, right? He asked if you didn't, if you weren't a professional golfer, what would you want to do." And you said you wanted to do something in professional golf, kind of yeah, or professional sports
2: or something. Yeah, I've always been a big sports
0: fan. So let's say you like you had your own podcast or radio show or something. How would you do it? What would you want to focus on? What would you talk about? Like, what kind of style would that be? Yeah, so I think don't get any ideas. Yeah, my
2: style would be is to try and get to know the the players outside of the sport. So you know, what are your what else do you like? What else do you enjoy? What are your thoughts? What um. What do you think, you know, I don't want to get too political. What do you think of the political landscape? What do you think of the way the world is right now? What, how, you know, what would you do to change it? What would you, you know, just sort of go a little bit deeper into, to who they are as people. Um, because I think, you know, I think from even just this podcast, you can sort of under, try to, you know, you, you, hopefully people can take from it that, you know, try to be the best person you can also, you know, the best golfer, but you know, the, the best person I think delving into not getting too deep and too personal into their lives, but just knowing their, their thoughts and what they'd like to do, you know, maybe after their careers or what their interests are and just stuff like that. Cause I think everyone has a great story and it doesn't have to be all about their profession. Um, so I think that would probably be my, my style.
1: I think you're such a good example of, you know, somebody who can say what's on their mind without, massive repercussions you know certainly there are repercussions sometimes yeah, you, know, of you, course. you get some blowback but you know it's it's never the biggest deal in the world and i wish more people would kind of uh, i wish more people would be guests on your podcast <laughs> because i feel like that would be the hard thing is pulling people who are willing to have those conversations because they're not always because i i think they feel like there's a lot to lose and i'm just curious if if you've ever had kind of a conscious you know conscious moment where it's like you know i'm going to say what i want to say and and let the chips fall where they may
2: yeah i i I'm never going to apologize for being myself. You know, that's, I'm, I am who I am. And if, if some people don't like it, that's totally fine. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to be everyone's friend, but, um, I like to, you know, I like to keep it real. I like to be myself and say what I think. And, and, and I have sort of opinionated and I, I, I stand firm in my beliefs. And, you know, I, I yeah, just want to be honest and truthful and myself and if people don't like that then you know i I, it's not my problem i can't do anything about that but um i i just hope people appreciate that i guess
0: i feel like it's kind of something you just kind of need to power through and break through and be like this is this is how i'm going to be instead of always being on defense you know and i
2: think for the first few years of my career i was because um It's all new and you want people to like you. It's a very uh, instinctive human reaction. You know, you want people to appreciate you and like you and and you get to the point where you realize that not everyone is because if everyone was the same, then, you know, life would be pretty boring, I guess. So um, I've definitely become more comfortable in my own skin. You know, I think everyone goes through that awkward stage of like between, you know, some people go through it a little earlier than others. I, I went through that awkward stage sort of, sort of my early twenties. And I feel like I've got through that and now I'm, I'm very comfortable in my own skin and I, 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 say what I, what I think. And as you said, sometimes it gets me into trouble, but I think people appreciate the honesty and, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that.
0: Do you have, what are some of the biggest regrets of things you've said in the media um, or th- things you've been too outspoken yeah, about? Or just yeah, there's, there's been
2: a couple of things like I, the Olympic thing and was a big, you know, I, the way it came off wasn't the way I wanted it to come off. Um, you know, I'm, I'm all for making this game more inclusive and growing it and, and expanding its global reach. Nothing against that at all. Um, I, I, in my belief, I don't think that the Olympic Games is just the only way to do that. There's way more things that we can do to expand golf. Um, the Olympics is one of those things, which is great um but there's other ways to do it also um so i just yeah the whole olympic thing just it's sort of it was i was a bit of a ticking time bomb yeah uh, and it was just one question too many and i sort of flipped so um i regret that a little bit i i didn't mean that to come off the way it did um because i'm all for making this game as big and as good as it can be um Anything else? Not, not really. I mean, obviously, the reason I got off social media was because of that whole El- Elkington thing, um, and I don't regret it because I, I, I feel good about sticking up for myself. Uh, I made it. I might have uh, stuck up for myself in a different way. You know, I didn't need to be as you're kind sorta, of punching down. Yeah, exactly, as condescending or as you right. know. And and that I I realized that, and I was like, you know what? And I was like, I was I was on my flight back. To Palm Beach, I'd had three or four glasses of red wine. I was like, I'm <laughs> going to get back at him here. Twitter and alcohol never go well together, <laughs> never ever. Um, so I was like, you know what? I just don't need this. I don't need to read it. I don't need to respond to it. I I should have risen above it. I didn't, um, and that's why currently I am not on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we need to talk about that. I mean, we. I mean, that's I just, the worst thing that so, came of so, it. It's
2: so negative, though. I just but think you don't everything. Have to read your replies. No, but it's just like. I love Instagram because it's all so light and airy and happy and everyone's posting pictures <laughs> and not like, reality it dance, though. Uh, <laughs> but it's so nice. Um, I just, I, I, I should be more disciplined because I don't need to read, read what people are saying and the criticism and stuff, but sometimes it's hard to, to get away from it. So I just felt for the time being, you know what? I just don't need it in my life. I'm sure I'll go back on at some point And, you know, I still, I still keep like, track of what's going on in terms of what people are putting out there i just don't you know i don't have control of my own account so i don't you know read anything that is that is said to me or is put to me so um but you know I'll, i'll i'm sure i'll get back on at some point but it's it's a great it's a great tool it is a great tool it's great to engage with people um let let your sort of fans or followers see what you're up to and stuff like that um so there will uh, there will be a point where I will take control of it again.
1: Have you ever started a burner account where you just fire back at people anonymously?
2: No, I haven't actually. I, I the only thing I think I I um, I have I have started um, but I haven't actually posted anything is like a personal Instagram account. so like just my friends and family can follow and stuff like that. but uh, I haven't posted anything yet um but that's sort of it yeah. private you make it private equation. yeah make yeah. it make it private so that just my my friends yeah. and family can sort of see it and it's a bit more i feel like you can like you can show a bit more Then and it's not you don't have to worry about getting in trouble or it's not st- for sponsors yeah not, exactly yeah. yeah you know where you know it's very valuable i have across all platforms twitter facebook um instagram you know social media accounts in china and stuff you know close to 10 million followers with all those combined so it's great for sponsors and it's great for stuff like that so and it's a huge tool and it's it's you know again it is a business at the end of the day and it's a it's a huge tool for that but um yeah it's you know you have you can't forget about your your fans and your followers and your supporters and and i get that so you know Keep tuned. I'll, I'll get back on there one day. That blue little bird.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's what sucks is you were good at it. I felt. Yeah.
2: No. I look. I I, I like it. I like engaging with people. Um, I used to do some good Q and As and stuff, and I I like that. You know, that's that's the good part of it. Um, there's some b- bad parts of it as well, and it's even like it's not even stuff about me. You know, you no. go on there, and it's he tweeted this, then he tweeted back, and it's like it's like oh, it's just so just
0: you know it, you can control who you for, follow. no no, i know
2: there. it's but it feel you know, if you don't follow some of these people you feel like you're missing out on news or on yeah. whatever you know so um but look one day
0: yeah one day i'll be back so we've peppered you with a million questions flip it on you what questions what do we miss what are we missing in golf what's not getting talked about what questions would you ask us or oh, anyone um hard to see. It's harder being a podcast. That's it than is. You think. Are you excited Just,
2: about the Presidents Cup?
0: Not as much as that. No, not really. I'm excited to see the U.S. team. I I, okay. I, 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 invest in the Presidents Cup to see some of these players perform in this situation. But it's been so uncompetitive for, yeah. for so long that it's hard to get jacked about the event. And there's not a natural rivalry. It's like it's, international. It's everybody. But it takes Europe. time as well, though, yeah. doesn't
2: it? Like it takes time. The the Presidents Cup is a is a new right you know, it's, it's a new thing it's only been going since the the 90s
0: but the so. internationals don't have a bond like team europe <laughs> yeah. does and it's yeah it, I mean, it's yeah it's just it is hard, hard to compare it i mean if it's up to me i've i said this for a long time play the ryder cup every damn year and the only reason we don't play it every year is because that's how it's been in the past
2: that's biannually and but do you think it would diminish
0: the the special i don't know say that at, like do you think the masters should go to every other year no. Does it diminish the special <laughs> nature of the Masters no, to it have it every year? Yeah.
2: Imagine like. Oh, but I, I guess the thing for me is, and and this is where I, I say to some of the American guys, like, it's sort of like to play a team event every year. It's like, ooh, it's a it's a long week, and it's yeah. it's a lot of mental energy
0: and stuff. And well, when you're screaming your head off like you were, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's you're gonna lose a lot of energy on matches, just, <laughs> <laughs> just steaming from the top um, of your head. Um. Yes, yeah, so I guess. So my thing, too, is, like, grow the game. I don't, I don't get into that grow but the game stuff. But, you know, stuff. I don't... I but,
2: I like, like, the President's Cup, it doesn't... Yeah, like, maybe some Indian kid sees Anurban Lahiri on the President, and and he wants to... That's his idol, and he wants to emulate yeah. him. And that... If that... that's Yeah, that is growing the game. But it's growing the game at such a small, right. like... There must be bigger ways to to do this, I guess. That's but that's I, my, my point thing.
0: is... In the, it goes for your, for the United States it's in the US you know, they play the event every two years so obviously it's in the US every four years yeah and you gotta wait four years in between this three day event that's in your country to get like really excited about it and it's like if it was every other year in the US there's a home away and it's be- every year the memories just stay a little closer because sometimes you look back at like the 2014 teams and you know not to not yeah. to diminish hunter mayhem but he's playing in the web finals right now and he yeah. was on the Ryder cup team and yeah. that was only two Ryder cups ago well, you I think. look at
2: someone like i mean and this again this isn't a diminish but jimmy donaldson hit yeah. the winning shot at the rider cup right and, and and he's you know you know he's sort of struggled with his game a little bit since or whatever so it it, it is the the dynamic of the teams can change so much in in two years uh, you're right about that but I just
0: I can I just, see your head turning you're on board. No, you're on board.
2: I, no, you're, you're 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 convincing me here. But uh but I like i even done. though the pre you know, I'm no not a part of the President's Cup or whatever, but even though I you know, I usually have that week off, I always tune in, I always watch. Oh, yeah. You know, it's always something that and that's just me as a golf fan. I like to see I remember watching the one at Harding Park. Um I don't know why that was. I just I think I think uh the Tiger had, Twirl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's been a few of those, um, but I think maybe, th- was Hideki on that team? I don't think he mm-hmm. would have been, no, that was 09,
0: no, no, he would have been, I think Adam Scott was on Yeah, that no, team.
2: Adam was on with, oh, was he maybe playing with Ishikawa? Could be. That might have been it, so maybe, like, I turned in because I just thought, okay, that's pretty cool and whatever, so, um, may, hopefully it's more competitive this year, I mean, yeah. it was competitive in Korea a couple of years ago, so. Be good to see if it was a. It was U.S. A tight are like
0: minus three hundred favorites. Like it's pretty. They're 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 going to be pretty big favorites. Yeah. And this is kind of one of the better teams we've had in a long uh, time. I think. I, thi- I mean. So that's Europe why you don't are, want Europe to play or, it every year. Is well, you're Europe, afraid of this current U.S. Yeah. team. Europe, or,
2: I know. Look, Europe are up against it next year in France. I mean, the the the, and it's not just next year. It's like for the next ten years like, because the guys on this team are so young. And good. I mean, and you, you know, you've got like obviously Jordan, J.T., Brooks, Daniel Berger, Patrick Reed. um, Who am I missing? Ricky Fowler. I mean, it's just it's everyone's in their twenties. You know, it's it's really it's a really really strong team for the next for the foreseeable future yeah
0: yeah um, you've had some guys emerge too on your side though ram is gonna yeah, be yeah ram's gonna ram's a
2: stud uh thomas peters my partner Fitzpatrick. not, not matt fitzpatrick's playing well again good win for him
0: yeah. um so you're still claiming thomas you're not letting him go for next
2: year no he's my partner if he wants to be if he wants to be i don't I, <laughs> I think you know he'll be if okay he, with he, that. he has a if he has someone else in i think mind, he'll be okay then, with that yeah
0: <laughs> um all right so we're gonna play the Ryder cup every year we got that what other topics are burning on your mind? Uh,
1: the question I had, what do you think is the biggest story in golf right now? Because I was thinking about that and I don't really know what the, answer we didn't, um, we could not answer wow. this by the
0: way.
2: It's, I think it's this, it's the, and I think it has, this It has been the story for the last few years. It's, it's the, it's this younger generation coming through that, you know, winning majors earlier. I mean, you, when, when has there really been a time before where you have, I'm sort of excluding myself from this a little bit, but, you know, JT, who's 23 or 24, just won his first. Jordan's got three at 24. Um, you know, Brooks is 27, 28, whatever. He he just got his. I mean, there's a lot of 20 somethings now and younger guys winning the biggest tournaments in the world. Siwoo Kim won the players at 21. You know, you, you go back, you know, even, even guys like that. Yeah. You know, Hideki, what he's doing at a young age. Ram's 22. Ram's like, 22. Like, a lot of young, like, I don't, I can't remember really an era. That that has that has had a lot of these young young guys all at the same time excelling and doing so well. I think that could be the biggest story.
0: I mean, do you feel like the tour has changed since you got on it? As far, I mean, average age of winners is plummeting. Average age of the of the tour is plummeting. Has the overall vibe on tour kind of changed as a result of that? I think so. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Guys are younger. Um, You know, the the tour has embraced the, the. the modern age in, in terms of the you know social media and and connecting to fans in a different way and uh, you know it's definitely it's it's changed so much even from when i started uh on tour in 09 you know it's it's changed a lot it's you know that just doesn't seem to be i mean it's funny like I'm i'm looking at someone like a you know a phil or a Henrik Stenson or Ian Poulter, those guys are in their, in their forties and, you know, they're sort of not on the, you know, careful, whatever, back nine of their career. You've done (laughs) it. Back nine of their career. (laughs) Um, But, you know, those, those are guys that are in their forties that are, you know, they're, they're not that far away from playing champions tour golf, you know, and it's just when you've grown up with them, it's like, wow, those guys are, you know, it's, it's amazing that time goes so quickly. I mean, I've been on tour 10 years. It's wild. It is absolutely nuts. That's it wild. goes so quickly. Yeah. So um, so I think, yeah, I think just the, the young generation coming through, winning the biggest events, not being afraid. Um, I think that's the big story right now. And I think games in a, in a, the game is in a great place because of it. Um, and it's not just, you know, you've got storylines from everywhere. It's, it's this young Spanish kid. It's uh, this young Japanese kid. It's obviously you've got, you're always going to have – the strength in America because of just the numbers that play here and and yeah. the the system and the, it's always going to be it's, it's always going to be great. But it's such a global game now. Um, you know, even PJ Tour expanding, going to Asia, going to these places. You know, it's World Tour. Yeah. It's 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 happening one day. I think.
0: I was gonna. You walked right into that one. What do you think of the the possibilities of that? How would that look? How would that? Are you in support of it?
2: I think it has to happen. Yeah. I, I just you know that as time goes on, just to have all these tours competing against each other and having to change dates and this and that it's it's counterproductive yeah i think everyone has to sort of come together and say right this is what we need to do and um geez i mean i don't know what the solution is i mean i That's think the, the e- thing the i, easy, to I picture mean it. the easy thing would be for the pj tour to go and buy the european tour and say look you know we'll take it from there you still run the european events and we have a model that is you we have 12 events a year uh, excluding the majors 12 events a year that are the biggest events you know like say tennis the atp 1000s they call them and then you've got the 500 series events and you have got the 250s and sort of rank them like that because there's you know in any given week whether it's a golf circuit or a tennis circuit there's there's three or four tournaments going on at the same time whether it's web.com or whatever you know so it's I, I just don't see any other way
0: right you I think know? it'd be it'd be so cool to like see a ton of Americans come over and play the Irish Open play the Scottish Open. I'd love that these, yeah. Yeah, yeah no I mean, no, of course no you would. but it, it would I mean,
2: be I just I just think that is the way it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna happen yeah. I just I just don't see any other way and I wouldn't you know I I wouldn't take the stance of what Greg Norman was trying to do all those years ago and trying to start it himself or whatever right. like I'm just a I'm just a a pawn in the whole you know the whole game i'm not a you know i'm just i'm a player and i'll play anywhere because i i want to play golf and win golf tournaments but um you know i know there's been discussions that have taken place but i mean it'd be very early stages but
0: you know maybe one day what is i mean the the Irish Open has had this incredible resurgence in the last couple of years. A lot of it can be attributed to you. I got to see it this year for the first time and see kind of, you know, now this is the first year as a Rolex event, see the feel that it drew, the crowd that it drew up at Port Stewart. What do you kind of envision for that tournament going forward and how much how how much influence and effect do you have on everything that goes on with that event?
2: Yeah, no, not so now that um, the Irish Open's got a date that is really you know it's in july now um kids are off school really make it like the event of the summer in ireland you know like a like almost like a festival like a music festival or not obviously quite like that but um try it and spread it try and spread it around the country bring it to great golf courses links golf courses it's in the summer doesn't say much for ireland because it could be any sort of weather as we saw this year but um it's a better date it's close enough to the open championship so that um guys can come over and play and acclimatize and get used to that style of golf um so hopefully that's i mean the european tour have been great you know uh, as much as i'm talking about a world tour here the european tour have been instrumental in supporting us and getting it to that level um and and having it a part of the rolex series and all that stuff as well so um but it's a geez i didn't know half of what went into running a golf tournament, then I got involved in one and it's it's amazing. I mean it's it, it takes a lot of people and a lot of hard work to put on these events. It's like a full time
0: job for people it to is, run one event a year. It is and it's, it really is. It you takes know, from an from, army.
2: from um from the corporate hospitality side to the you know the golf course side to the oh, I mean there's just so much that goes into yeah. logistically and um so you no know, props to all those people that that put on these great events for us
0: feel and we haven't covered I should have probably asked this earlier when you've kind of discussed it and, and had a lot of questions about it your few weeks in you having your buddy Harry Diamond on the bag yes. um, there was you know, a lot of questions just about your got your separation from JP so since in the in the months that you know you guys have been separated since then do you guys talk a lot still still a good relationship there and I I think I just kind of wanted to hear when you explain it to me, everything made total sense. Yeah,
2: no, for sure. So like I, look, it was something that, I don't know if, I think if I had have done it after Augusta this year, JP would have understood just because of, you know, where we were at and whatever. And, um, I just think the timing of it took JP a little bit by surprise. Um, but it was something that had been in my head for a little while. And, more just to do with I I I was just I wasn't myself on the golf course and I was getting really hard on him and it just wasn't it, the, the only time I really you know it, it was it was affecting our relationship. The only time I would talk to him would be to text him to say I'll meet you at this time at the putting green or on the golf course and that was really it. It was you know the 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 friendship side of our relationship had sort of was just becoming so stale and and sort of non-existent. And I was like this isn't really right and I uh so it was a part of that but I I feel like you know relationships especially ones of that nature they they run their course and just sometimes you just need to freshen it up and I think JP understood that um and obviously it's a you know it's tough for for everyone involved it's just it's not a nice thing to go through but at the end of the day um it was something I felt like I needed to do to just sort of you know Get a fresh perspective on things, I guess. So um, I'm I'm heading to Dubai in October and November, and I'll I'll see, JP lives out there. I'll see a lot of them then, and I'm sure we'll go out to dinner and we'll, you know, we'll play a bit of golf together and whatever. So, um, you know, hopefully that side of our relationship will will start to build again, and and that'll be nice. But um, but Harry's been great. Like Harry was the best man at my wedding. He's a you know he's my best friend growing up, and it's been great to have him on the bag. But you know, you know, I'm gonna have to you know, and I am looking and I'm I've been talking to a few people, but um in the off season that's one of the big things that I that I need to um I need to do is to find myself a, a permanent caddy going forward. Um so it's been great. It's been really fun to have Harry on the bag these last few weeks, but you know, I've I've realized that, you know, caddies do have have a, a you know, there is a value to put on them, especially a really good one. And even though you have your great buddy on the bag beside you it's great and it and, and it helps in terms of just keeping you level-headed and keeping you in a good frame of mind. But um, p- guys that have been out here for a long time, they they know what they're doing and they, and they can, you know, even if that just saves you a shot of tournament, that can be the difference, I guess.
1: So if you're putting out kind of a one ad for a new caddy, what what's important to you? <laughs>
2: uh, I think chemistry has to be important. I think that is a very important part of a, a player caddy relationship is being able to stand each other for six or seven hours a day you know you're spending that much time together um but then professionalism um you know doing doing whatever they can to to help you um you know and and i wouldn't say going above and beyond but you know just doing the right things going and walking the golf course in the mornings um, seeing where the pins are um you know there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it that it just isn't seen and and, um, but yeah, I think the most important thing is if, if the player is doing all he can to be the best that he can be, then hopefully the caddy is doing all they can to be the best that they can be, and I guess that's that's where I would want it.
0: Yeah, there's a certain part of it that's just kind of unexplainable in that you know when you when you call in a caddy to read a putt. Do you trust that answer? You know what I mean. It, it's kind of you know. I, I, I think
2: look. I think it's it's hard because I think the first thing if if you call a caddy in to read a putt, the first thing he should say to you is, "Okay, what speed are you hitting this putt at?" Because right. it's all about speed at the end of the day. You know, he could say to you, "I think it's a ball right," but if it's not a ball right, if you're just trying to die it in the front of the hole, and it's not a ball right, if you're trying to you know hit the back and don't care if it goes four feet by, so first thing is okay what speed do you want this you know, want this to go in at and then you can start to to have a read from there so um and good good caddies good players know that and that's probably the first question that they should ask if, if but I, I rarely call a caddy in because right. i you know i i like you know even if i make a wrong decision i don't want to blame anyone. i don't want to have that on anyone else apart from me so that's my my thing
0: all right, two hours. I hope I didn't abuse your. <laughs> two hours, wow. you're your, your, I asked time much, flies when you're having fun. <laughs> i uh, you, you were said you were open ended. That was your yeah. first mistake you made. Okay. So, well, maybe, sure you, yeah. I, that's, I'm sure your wife's wondering where you are yeah. right now. So, uh, I'm, sh- I hope we covered everything. But, Roy, dude, thank you for the time, man. Thanks for everything. Your support of my, us, f- man. This my,
2: has been my pleasure. It's just, good to, it's good to get back on here.
0: Uh, when are we gonna do part four?
2: I'm i'm free this you know, october november december i'm <laughs> oh, sure God. i'll if you want me on like four times in one year um but no i'm i'm happy to do this i love just sitting and chatting and awesome. sort of talking golf not golf whatever i've, all, I've always enjoyed it
0: much appreciated man uh, best of luck with the rest of the week hopefully on to atlanta by the time this comes out hopefully and if not, if not uh, best of luck wrapping up the season in europe and uh we'll speak soon
2: perfect thank you uh...